Welcome to RPG Cast 575 for the week of February 27th, 2020. I am Emerald Privateer. I am Chris Privateer. Hi. I'm here with Kelly Ryan. Happy birthday, Pokemon. I am here with Alex Fuller. It's Pokemon's birthday? Also, hi. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's the 25th anniversary of the original Red and Green came out today. In Japan, right? Yeah, in Japan. Green. That's what. That's why there was a Poke, Pokemon Direct yesterday, and yes. why there's a Post Malone concert today, and why I did a back check specifically about old Pokemon and Pokemans. Pokemans. Yeah, my parents. I just don't get those Pokemans. Uh, my granddad calls them Pokemons. <laughs> Pokemon? No, 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 no. We don't want their theories. <laughs> I've bought a $7 wired mouse to arrive here tomorrow. Okay. So we, I, I'm going to jump straight into what we've been playing because it is relevant to the $7 mouse comment. I've been playing World of Warcraft. So I hit level, so what is it, 60, 70? Uh, I hit max level. And it turns out that people really like having Guns a pocket mouse. tank. Mm. And I'm a blood, I'm a blood death knight. And so people You're are like, let's go to Torghast. And I'm like, cool. And I've been lagging supremely badly. Like, Which is fine. We just want you to die so that we don't. <laughs> so I, I did the black poop dungeon yesterday. Wow. I Orchard hate that guard. dungeon. Ugh, so bad. Um, I, I thankfully did it with someone who's experienced with black poop. And so he, he threw something at one of the enemies and then we liked the black poop. Yes, yeah, so you can heal from it after yes, that. It's excellent. And even better is when you turn your back, the poop spreads so you can go back to it and heal some more. Mm-hmm. You can use it all up, though, if you just yeah. sit on it. Yeah, I know. Okay. You're, make, you're making me have questions. Well, fire away. Uh, like what? Uh, what actually is the black poop that you're talking it's about? A black swirly splotch on the ground that grows bigger and bigger, and if you stand in it, you take damage. Hence, okay. calling it poop because we we always say don't stand in the poop. Right. So this though, you end up um, you become sort of a chorophage, and and you eat the poop and you heal from it. So and everyone's happy. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of. That was fun though. I did. That was my first. Um, nasty, but it was fun. <laughs> rank three Torghast. Um, my eye level's still pretty low. I think I'm at like 157 right now. So I'm still baby wowing, but it's fun. I'm having a lot I'm of fun. Baby wowing. I'm enjoying it. Yes, baby wow. Do 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 do. Baby wow. That's right. Wow. Do 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 do. Life leech, I, wow. I just got that song out of my head. <laughs> I forgot. What covenant did you choose again? I am Kyrian. Okay. Because on my blood death night, I had picked Necrolord for him. And my god, he just becomes a walking kill, can't die machine as Necrolord. 
Oh, yeah, because you get that big AoE thing, right? Yeah, you get that big AoE, and you also get that um, shield, the Fletchcraft shield. Oh, nice. That you can do. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten pretty good at keeping my 10 stacks of Bone Shield up, so that didn't mm-hmm. sound all that exciting to me. Yeah. Um, I do like my my little wing icon thing, whose name I totally forget, but it makes people confess, and then they, like, shoot out light. It's pretty fun. So, and you, do you like your little steward? I do! I, I bring him out, and I ask him to tell people that they're awesome. um he becomes handy in some areas of torghast because you can get abilities that let him heal or tank yeah yeah so i mean as soon as i can pick up something that just lets me have him out and be helpful like he Mm -hmm. is my bestie i pull him out at the start of every floor and then i do things like tell people that they're nice and i'm not kidding that is actually something that he can do I feel like they nerfed him at some point, though, because I, for a while there, I wasn't getting that ability at all running Torghast. Um, so, I don't... It's apocryphal, but I find that I get it more in some dungeons than others. Mm. So, it may just be um, the the dungeon, or the, that, the wing that you're doing. I don't know how to explain Torghast. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that's how it worked. So, but I, I'm glad you're having fun. I, I'll having be fun. back at some point. My the dilemma that I'm having right now is I have artificially gated myself because I I haven't played with any of the DPS specs for Death Knight, and I don't have any of the weapons for the DPS specs for Death Knight. But People expect you as a tank to know exactly what you're doing and have very little patience for you if you don't. Mm-hmm. And so I did two dungeons fairly early in the expansion, and I didn't particularly enjoy either of them because people got mad at me because I didn't know exactly what I was doing. And so, yeah, I have sort of artificially gated myself in my covenant because the next thing I need to do is a dungeon. So I'm probably going to have to do some research on DPS specs, get myself a couple of weapons, and go from there. Chris is really mad at me because I got a a world drop. I got a level uh, 190 weapon, and he's mad because that's better than his weapon. Yep. Yeah, I I can see being mad at that because trying to get a good weapon can be pretty pretty annoying i got it like five minutes after i hit max level two i'm like all right time to go do my first world quest hey look a 192 hander i'm gonna put it on and chris is like no that thing's worth like a hundred thousand gold man if it's something that you can use man freaking use it see i'm glad that you agree with me well, like, I got one that, like, a bracer or something that was useless, so I threw it up on the auction house and made quite a chunk of change. Yeah, no, I mean, he was right. It, it is worth 100,000 gold. But 100,000 gold isn't useful for me right now, and an eye-level 190 weapon is. Mm-hmm. So, beyond that, um, I played a little bit of Azure Saga, which is one of those games that I got during my big Black Friday splurge. Um, And it's fine. It isn't that I disliked it, but um, 
Persona 5 Strikers came out this week, and I'm like, I have to play that. So I've been playing it a little bit at a time at night before I go to sleep, which um, a couple people messaged me and were like, are you really playing Persona 5 Strikers like at 1030 at night? And I'm like, yes, and it's amazing. And people are confused that I'm playing kind of a high octane game rather late in the evening. But it is fantastic. Um, you are so right, Alex, when you said that, like, it's not a Muso game, even though it is a Muso game. I I have been yeah. thinking a lot about it, that description. Because the first 45 minutes, you do a whole bunch of Musoing, and then the next two hours, it's story. And well, mostly... I mean, yeah, it, it's got basically a similar start to how Persona 5 starts, and that it does that. Introductory, flashback, yeah, yeah, introductory dungeon that sort of introduces the basic gameplay and then throws you into, well, basically Persona Five story start. Right. Um, so it's it's interesting to me because I love it, but it is not what I expected at all. I am enjoying the combat. I am enjoying the story. It's great. It's like it's like slipping into a pair of comfortable slippers. Like you feel like you've just come home again. So I'm not super far. I'm in the process of turning off the power to the security systems in Shibuya. Chasing after Alice's jail. Yeah, that's still early on. Alice is evil. Oh my gosh, she's she's bad. So well, bad. Oh, I'm gonna find which, out that she's a victim to something, and that it's not really Alice. Do you want him to spoil the whole you, game now, Anna? <laughs> you, you confused me. Well, I mean, the, the cat or the British person? Uh, definitely the cat. The no, the cat. Definitely okay. the cat. Yep. No, no, she's pretty evil. I mean, it's a theme of Persona Five Strikers that the antagonists are a bit more nuanced than the ones in Persona 5. But. Yeah, like, I mean, I I can see where she went wrong, even kind of from the half-formed story that we have around her right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm so intrigued. I'm loving exploring. I'm loving the combat. I just, I can't wait to dive into it more. Um, and I've also been playing East Nine Monstrum Knox, which I stream every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. I am sitting outside the final dungeon, so I will probably um, do some extra streams this weekend and finish that out. And if you can't watch me live on Twitch, we are now exporting the VODs out to RP YouTube. Um, our channel is RPGamer D-O-T-C-O-M. But if you just search for RPGamer, you'll find it. And then go to the playlists, and you'll find Pause Plays East Nine Monster Knocks, and you can watch them there as well. They're releasing one a day, so that you don't get old. And of course, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, like and subscribe. YouTube parrot says like and subscribe. I don't know why like and want to subscribe to anything. They just grow on trees. <laughs> So yeah, that's been my week. Uh, how far are you in East Nine, Kelly? I just got Doll in my party. Oh, her Billy's great. 
So yeah, I'd been running around doing the detective vision thing and then getting mad because I run out of my power meter and can't run up walls. And I'm also getting mad because I'm at that finally at the outdoor area and like why do cliffs have ledges? See? Isn't that vexing? Yes. Especially when it looks like you can run up a wall and there's something up there, but no, there's an arbitrary ledge and you've got to like puzzle out, well, where's the spot that isn't the ledge? Because clearly I can get up here somehow. Yes. And that's part of why I haven't been playing a whole lot of ease, not only because I've been kind of busy this week, but also because the stress of so much stuff that it's just out of my reach in this game has been really bothering me. And I I know that eventually you're going to get all of the powers and stuff, but they really tease you in this game. Like, oh, there's a thing that you can't get. It's right there. Um, Particularly the treasure chests in the town that have um, guards in front of them that you can't figure out how to get past. Oh, um, yeah. So you are not going to be able to get those for a while. So don't sweat them. Okay. Okay. They were driving me crazy. Um, The one thing that took me a while to figure out, and I ended up having to look it up, is um, you probably don't remember that you saw graffiti that told you that there was something there beyond your vision. Mm. So there's actually graffiti that is going to lead you to things that only doll can open. Okay. Well, I guess I just need to do detective vision around some of the graffiti and stuff like that. Though I, I think some of those like don't, really count as graffiti when you read them probably until you get doll because i i know that there was one that didn't count until i I, until i got a hawk in my party yes um and it drove me batty because they put those on your map as the triangle question mark which is Mm -hmm. the same mark they use for landmarks and so i'd forget that it was graffiti there and i'd be like why can i not get this landmark And then I'd be like, oh, it's graffiti. Never mind. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm liking the game and stuff. I just, I have not had a chance to play it this week because I wanted to finish up Iconfell by Friday so that I could play Bravely Default 2 when it came out. So, yeah, I, I finally wrapped up Iconfell and... Um, I don't think this is a spoiler. It's There is an optional boss fight you can do where you get to fight the cat god of this universe. What? Because the cats are the and, save points. Yeah. Well, I, I guess the lore is that the cats are the watchers of this world. Which is why they're the save points. Cute. And what, what was great about it was that, you know, it had... Re- you're fighting the cat god and it had regular cats in the fight and you know how I am about killing cats in media well when when you defeat the cats they don't die they just run off Ah, I love it 
which is like, yes, thank thank you, game, for sparing me from that. And and the um, fight with the cat god is just a test of strength. You're not actually killing the cat god either. But I had posted on my Twitter last night one of the cat god's uh, abilities, which was a cat stampede, where they're just running across you and jumping on you and meowing and stuff like that. And I was like, this is exactly how I want to die. <laughs> and... Um, that that fight is the hardest fight in the game because I only managed to finish it with like one hit point left and two other people dead. Wow. Yeah. And um, all all it does when you finish it is that it unlocks like a secret part in the ending, which to be honest, I couldn't even tell which part was the secret part and which part wasn't. <laughs> um. And yeah, my if I had to complain about Iconfell, the one thing that I wish that the game had was a fast forward button for fights because some of those fights go on for so long playing out all of the animations and stuff hmm. um it, it took me like an hour to finish the final boss gauntlet because everything was so long and Whoa. you know each fight spawns a whole bunch of ads and you gotta deal with the ads and their animations and stuff like that and you know I didn't realize until I read about it that there is an option in the mini for that game that has a instant win button that you can just finish if I anytime you want if you have the option on and if I would have known that I probably would have done that just to see the rest of the story and also did that for like one of the side quests that kind of didn't really mean a whole lot anyway but I, I wish more games would have that option. Just RFL an I win button. Actually, RFL that option. Yeah. So RFL yeah. is uh, a game that I played last year after it got um, ported to the Nintendo Switch from PC. And yeah, if you play on some of the easier difficulties, there's just a command at the bottom of your combat menu that's like win. Yeah. And I, I appreciate accessibility options in games so much like last week with bowser's fury i used the white cat amiibo and the white tanuki suit so much towards the end of the game just because i didn't want to deal with dying over and over again even though a lot of stuff i did die over and over again because those suits don't help you with the platforming whatsoever and as I get older and just want to be done with games, I like options like that. And yeah, I know the hardcore people will be like, you didn't really beat the game. Like, I, I don't care. <clears throat> I just want to see stuff. Yes. No, the, I'm just, I'm one of those. Oh. <laughs> Says the guy who like cheat engines his <gasps> way to 9,000. But I get all the story bits. That's all I'm saying. Get all the story. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what's that Twitter? You've robbed yourself and others or whatever. You have robbed yourself of the experience. You have gained nothing. I, I, I've gained uh, well, enjoyment. No, there was something interesting. That, that was a stupider way that they put it on that. Um, oh, God. I can't remember. I, can't remember. I know that. It you, ch- you cheated not only the game, <laughs> but, yourself. but yourself. You yeah. didn't grow. You didn't improve. You took a shortcut and gained nothing. You experienced a hollow victory. Nothing was risked and nothing was gained. (laughs) It's sad that you don't know the difference. (laughs) Oh, goodness. 
you, you know what, gatekeeper? I don't <laughs> care. Pick, picture in your mind the image of SpongeBob with the rainbow in his hand that says, nobody cares. And, and yeah. I, I like ex- accessibility options, particularly when you kind of reach that point with a game when you're kind of just done with a mechanic. I thought you were going to say, particularly when you reach that point in your life that you're old and nothing in your body works anymore. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, there was one stream of Ease 9 that someone came in and they were like, oh, you're playing on easy. I'm like, yeah, I'm playing on easy. I'm uncoordinated. I just had surgery to repair a nerve in my arm. And they were like, I can't believe you're playing it on easy. Oh, Anna, you took the bait. What did you do? <laughs> you should know better. I know. I know. <laughs> you know that th- you can't explain yourself to those persons? <laughs> it was just funny because the chat ended up slapping him down. Good. Good. I'm Good. glad someone had and, your and... back because if it was just you versus him, he was going to win the day. <laughs> Oh, I don't care. Because you're busy playing. You can't win against a dude just crapping on you in your chat. I'm glad you have no, support. Speaking of easy mode, that's exactly what mode I booted up Bravely Default in. Oh, yeah. I was watching someone play on hard last night, and they they were grinding um, materials because you like have to grind materials if you're playing on hard. And I was just... It was, it was fine... As, like, a, a viewer on the stream, but, like, I don't think I'd want to do that as someone playing the game because that's boring. So, I think I will be playing Bravely Default 2 on an easier difficulty. You? Yep, that's no way. I know. <laughs> I'm so shocked. Were you surprised? I was surprised. But, but yeah, I, I booted it up last night. I only got to the point where you, in the game, you meet the two asterisk um, wielders. Well, well, correction, one asterisk wielder, like, saves you, and that's Elvis, who is already my favorite character in the game because oh. he's a mage. I ba- love him. Sorry, go ahead. Mage scholar with a Scottish accent. He's very jovial. He's very cute. I absolutely adore him. Uh, and then there's uh, Ariana, who's his um, bodyguard that he hires. Ariana Grande? Also- no, no. Adele. Oh, Adele. Adele. I'm sorry. Where did I get She's Ariana? In the deep. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I, and I got her, and then the princess kind of gets in a scuffle with two jerks who want to steal the wind crystal, including the, I think the guy who welds the night asterisk who has an Australian accent. And it's just a complete douche. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got the Vanguard. Vanguard. Yeah. And yeah, I wanted to punch him because he was beating up the old man and it's like, Oh, I can't wait to beat your ass and steal your asterisk. What's his name? What's his name? Dag? Yeah, he's Dag. Yeah. Um, talk, talk about a punchable face. But you, you get the old guy in your party as a guest, and he's pretty OP. So I was using him as a way to just kind of run around the area trying to find treasure chests and c- cutting grass for loot. 
and I wanted to get me some decent gear before I actually went into the dungeon. And then that's when I went to bed last night. Yeah, I'm really yeah. excited because I put up a poll on the RP Gamer Twitter last week, which was like, hey, there are two new games coming out this week. Uh, which one do you want to watch me stream in the mornings? And Bravely Default 2 won. So probably starting Monday, that's what I'm going to be streaming. Yeah, there's some interesting things that you might see early on, particularly with uh, the equipment system, is that you can't really just go and give yourself all the powerful equipment, because if you have equipment that weighs too much, then it penalizes all your stats. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. I did notice that. Huh, cool. I like that idea. Because, yeah, I got a long sword in a piece of grass and tried to equip it to uh, the main character who I, I just left named Seth because you can change his name. And, yeah, he's a freelancer, but a long sword was too much for him. But in a couple levels, he would be able to wield it? I would imagine so. It would, yeah, it's, I think it's dependent on levels as well as job and things like that. So Interesting. You'll have a lot of. A lot of things sort of influencing what their their weight is. Now, is it character level or class level or both? Both. It's got it's got both. It does. It's very much the same as the previous two games, just in terms of all the systems and how they interact. So you've still got the job point. You're still leveling up the jobs to get more useful abilities, either both sort of in combat and passive abilities. Because at the moment I'm sort of still I'm still leaving the main ones on freelancer just until I get the job point passive boost, which I think is level nine on freelancer. Oh, okay. So yeah, so you, you still you still got all sort of the decision of sort of how long to leave them on certain jobs. If you yeah wait wait long enough, you'll get boosts that you can use when you've got a different job because you can assign the sub job and use the passive boost for that. Use the boost to get through. <laughs> I was waiting for that. All right. So you've been playing bravely as well, Alex? Yeah, I mean, I am a bit further ahead than Kelly. I think I've put about two, three hours in it. I'm playing. I'm playing on normal, which has been fine so far. Although the boss fights are definitely tough because they'll they'll use brave and default a lot more, and you'll have to sort of figure out how to deal with those. Interesting. Um. What else are you yeah. Well, I was going to say, uh, just to cement the fact that it's definitely more bravely, it's definitely more bravely default because you are being, it's quite quick in the story. It will just throw you out, say, here's your quest, go do quest. <laughs> and carry on. But it's got all, it's got all the friendly things like the um, mark of, so you know, you know exactly where to go. You're not going to get, get lost or anything like that in it. And yeah, the music's, music's really cool as well, obviously, because it's Revo and Revo's back. And Revo's awesome. But there's the there's the neat touch that was present in Bravely as well, where each character is actually assigned their own instrument. Instrument? In the, in the music. Yeah, in the music. So there's I think Seth is a good example. I think he's assigned the the guitar. So sort of any any music related to him is really heavy on the guitar. So like that when he's got when he uses a special ability, that's sort of the predominant instrument and the same applies to all the other characters oh 
That is neat. I I didn't know that was happening, so I will have to make a note to listen for it when I start playing the game next week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is what it is something you did in uh, the first one as well. I think that went fairly unnoticed, but it's it's a cool touch. Um, I am de- enjoying the voice acting so far too. They are doing a really good job with it. It's very pretty. Yeah, it's it's a similar to what they've done previously on the British localizations. It's a lot of sort of actors from TV and whatnot who are, have come in so similar to, well, a bit like Final Fantasy fourteen actually and um, Dragon Quest eleven. Huh. So yeah, the, it's it's that same sort of the pool they're drawing from. It's been very good so far. Um, the graphics have blown me away. I I spent like a good ten minutes just running around the town looking at that first time looking at the scenery and just trying to figure out in my head how they did that because it looks like a 2D drawing come to life. But my husband said that no, they they probably modeled that in 3D and just painted over it to make it look 2D. But it's still breathtaking to look at i'm getting excited for this game yeah yeah i'm i mean don't get me wrong i definitely want to play strikers at some point but i'm kind of glad i picked this one just because i wanted something a little bit more turn-based and chill oh yeah strikers is not chill yeah yeah i can imagine but that that's gonna be my game for a little while though it it's it'll be my portable before bedtime game and until I finish ease, which I'm gonna be playing a lot more ease this this upcoming week, barring any disaster so yeah, I ended up having a little less gaming time than normal this week, just one because work got busy. I spent one day just firing emails back and forth constantly um but mm. I also finished my second. Um, diamond painting. So I got into diamond painting earlier this year. What is diamond painting, Anna? You get a canvas that has sticky stuff on it and um, letters and symbols of where each diamond should go. And then you stick it down and it makes a pattern like a picture. So it's kind of like stitching, but with diamonds. It reminds me of perler beads, but shiny. Yes. Um, so I'm I'm starting my first big canvas, which is like 60 centimeters by 80 centimeters. It's like half the size of our kitchen table. So that one will take me a while. It's funny. It seems like it's the year of new hobbies because I, you know, started mini painting and I finished one of my dragons this week. Yeah. And I had to tell myself no more buying new minis until I paint this army of ones that I already have. And then ended up buying a new one this week that's a custom made Hero Forge one to go oh, with Kelly. my Rockstar rock star guy that, you know, but they're a set. They have to be together. Uh, you had to do it. Yes, I had to do it. And, so, and I kind of, kind it, of also ordered a new TV this week. What? spend all the money yes yes but we'll get into why i ordered a new tv this week in the news all right 
anything else have you been playing out, Alex? Okay, yeah, I probably mentioned I played some Fallen Legion Revenants and bounced hard on that one. Ooh. Yeah, I it's read about not, that. Yeah, it's n- balance is not friendly at all. And there are no difficulty settings. Oh. Which is the main... The, there are other issues, but I mean, that's the really big one for progress, and that's going to just stop a lot of people completing it. But I mean, even before that, it wasn't too interesting. It's The combat is pretty much the same as the previous title. There's a few new elements, but they don't really add that much and sort of actually just give it more opportunities for the balancing to be annoying. Well, the the new section involving Lucian is annoyingly rushed in that it puts a really quick hard time limit on something where you're sort of that really shouldn't have a time limit because it's basically just all about conversations and finding out stuff. So there's no reason for it to actually be rushed, but the game just rushes it. So um so kind of like the timer on the banquet in final fantasy 6 yeah i don't remember that so okay it's it's more like you've got a minute to find something in a small area and the option yeah and the options are you sort of have to know what you're doing beforehand which sort of makes sense it's again sort of want you to replay it but it doesn't do anything that makes you want to play it. So. I mean, how long is a run that they expect you to replay it? Yeah, well, I don't know because I haven't finished it yet, but it's, I think, based on the previous game, it's probably around eight to ten hours. Oh, okay. Mm. That's a bummer. All right. Anything you want to talk yeah. about what you've been playing, Chris? Oh, I should also mention I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen again. Yeah, Kelly's restarted I'm, fourteen. I'm catching yeah. up on patches. Yeah, I'm catching up on patches. So I've just finished the patch five point three main story stuff. What patch are we on right now? Uh, four five point four five. I think we're on so five point four basically. Okay. I I'm still trudging along in Stormblood. I'm I'm about to go storm Doma Castle, so I'm very behind. Okay, storm you're nearly in into the that castle. one. Have oh, <laughs> yeah, I just you did it. Dream. Sorry, Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's fine. Yeah, I stole it. I just you. need I to devote. I need to devote an entire weekend to just getting ca- caught up. Yeah, it's gonna take more than that. Yeah, I have <laughs> a feeling. I I should get back to playing that now that they've streamlined the older content because I'm not even 50. I think I might be 36 or 37. I am high enough I got my advanced class. So I'm a dragoon. I'm a jumpy kitty. I'm a shooty kitty. Yeah, I used to be dragoon and switched to bard. You're a singing kitty? Yeah, I'm not a kitty. Oh. Well, what are you? Uh, I'm a normal human now. Oh, well, that's boring. Normal human. You uh, see that ableist language? What? <laughs> Sorry. Chris is boring at least human. a potato. <laughs> I'm a popoto. Damn it. Get it right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad. 
I was a dragon girl at one point. What? You switched away from being a dragon girl to being a human? How That's dare? That's weird. Yeah. Did you get and tired of people I, eating on you? <laughs> just I, like, I, very, I very briefly entertained the notion of turning into a buff lion boy, but I just mm-hmm. couldn't bring myself to do it because when I play MMOs, I kind of like to play my own gender, which ah. is woman, but there's no non-binary option, so I, I kind of just go with what I like, and I don't know, the the blind boys are a little bit too buff for my taste. That's fair. Yeah. Alright, anything you want to talk about that you've been playing, Chris? Uh, what have I been playing? Teeny bit of WoW with you. Uh, oh, I started playing, uh, yeah, I've been playing Rise. I'm getting real close to the end of that. Um, there's nothing new to talk about. Still. He's like, I'm level 99 alchemy. Do you think I should finish the game now? Eh, we'll see. <laughs> the question is, how many months off will I need before I tackle the sequel? Um, no, the the uh, the thing going on with um, me lately is I just started playing Diablo 3 again. I don't know why, but watching BlizzCon last week made me want to play Diablo. So I'm doing that now. <laughs> You know, I very nearly booted it up myself back on the Switch just because um, the one the Critical Role one shot got me wanting to yeah, play Necromancer. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you name your skeleton spell slot? <laughs> spell slots. I don't think you can name skeletons in Diablo Three. <laughs> no, that was a but good that, name, that though. Was so, that was so funny. That that whole one shot was hilarious, particularly them breaking pots. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's gold in it. Yes, I just like that he has to pause for a second and be like, ah, "Of course they did that." <laughs> I, I, my favorite moments are when you can tell that Matt Mercer is slowly dying inside. <laughs> <laughs> But also, Liam and Laura are such treasures. It's so weird to hear Liam talk with an American accent. Yeah, I know. I I was watching the interview, the near interview with him this morning, and it's like his normal voice is not what I expected at all. But he's still a treasure. Yes. So I I might have to watch some Critical Role because I had a lot of fun watching that one shot. Well, it's like I tried to get you to watch the Penny Arcade one and you seem to enjoy it. And then you realize, oh, these go on for an eternity. Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> the dilemma that I have with the Penny Arcade one is you want to watch it live and you want to watch it all in one go. And I'm like, I am willing to watch 45 minutes and then I want to do literally but each anything one else. is an episode. It's like there's so many of those. Like, how would you catch up if you don't? Oh. Um, Anna, I can tell you from experience that the best, like you doing cross stitching or diamond painting, that's the perfect background noise for that. Ooh, yeah. So put it on your iPad on the table. Yeah, there you go. Um, because that that's been my de facto mini painting uh background noise is that, and like you just get in the zone and you paint and um. Uh, you kind of get taken to that world while they're having their little 
session and it's just a blast and also if you're gonna get let's start listening to them listen to campaign two because campaign one starts in the middle of something that they were doing offline and it's kind of hard to get into that one but campaign two the mighty nine starts from scratch oh okay yeah that's good Plus, i i like the I like the characters a little bit better in the Mighty Nine because you've got Sam Regal playing the Goblin Girl with the just hilarious accent, and Laura Bailey is playing Jester the Tifling with would you I don't know what you ever call her accent Russian, and it's she, uh, she just, yeah it's Slavic oh Slavic yeah, yeah. and she, she is just a blast to listen to she, her character is just such a troublemaker that. I relate with her very much. Um, <laughs> they're 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 all treasures on that show. I I want to hug them all. Sweet. All right. I think it's time to jump into feedback. Feedback. Um, our question of the week. Our question of the week last week was. What excited you the most from the recent Nintendo Direct? And our first answer is Shaman, who writes, The big things for me for the Direct were Famicom Detective Clubs in the near term and Splatoon 3 in the long term. But I would like to give a shout out to Neon White since it fills the attack and dethrone god quota in between RPGs. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Shaman. Oh, I put in one of the questions and did not <laughs> forgot to paste the name. It seems I think it's Platty. Hang on, I need to go to the post. Let's see. This is what happens when you're not caffeinated enough. Um, no, that Feather is Featherhoof. Yes, Featherhoof. Uh, Featherhoof writes in question of the, question of the week. I loved so much from the direct that Saga Front. Um, Sorry, he kind of said it weird. I love so much from that direct. Saga Frontier Remaster Release Date. Legend of Mana Remastered Reveal. New Monster Hunter Rise Trailer. Pyra and Mithra in Smash. Skyward Sword HD. I could go on. But as a huge Final Fantasy Tactics fan, I was over the moon with excitement that at Project at that Project Triangle strategy announcement and had so much fun with the demo. After both Bravely Default 2, Monster Hunter Rise, and the still-not-announced PC port of Final Fantasy VII R are all launched and in my hands. I know that I know what game I'm going to obsessively follow the news for for the next year. Alright. Sorry, that was a mouthful. Um, and then M writes, Mario Golf, Mario Golf, Mario Golf, I'm too excited about that to be excited about anything else. There was a ton of cool looking things. But from that series. But all from series that are not from me. But I'm excited. Everyone has a lot to look forward to. More games is always good news. Yeah I mean. I think the one thing that made me happy about this direct. Is like there was literally something for everybody. I I heard almost no. Oh that direct was boring. It didn't have anything that I wanted to play. Even game FAQs like that direct. No, I don't believe you. I know. That's right? not possible. Right? I don't like anything. Yeah. Can you, you think Buddy's a little excited about Mario Golf? I'm excited about Mario Golf. 
I need to track down the old school games to give that series a whirl. They you might guys be like kind it of expensive so at this point. Just be aware. Yeah. I should look downstairs um, and see if I still have my copies. Um, Crawl writes, pretty cool direct overall, but Project Triangle strategy was definitely the standout for me. Final Fantasy Tactics meets, meets Octopath Traveler. Where do I sign? Can I just I, say, given everything else that happened this week, I've kind of forgotten about this direct that we're talking about right now. Oh, I kind of did too. It's like, it happened. oh yeah, I remember when this was a big thing this week. <laughs> Last week. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and then finally, Strawberry Egg says, Legend of Mana made me really nostalgic despite never having played the game before. I watched a friend play through some of it a long time ago. After playing the demo, I would really like to play Project Triangle Strategy as it's well. It's not so. that good. Legend of Mana isn't that good. It's fine. He got hard. He what got I, hard. I got hard. He got hard. I don't what? Used. Do you not remember me talking about this on the podcast last week? I guess not. Sorry. Okay. Um but yeah, people seem to be really jazzed for triangle strategy, it seems. Yeah, I, I was excited about that. I look e- e- You think people are starved for a new Final Fantasy Tactics experience? Listen. I, Kelly, I want to say yes, but have we not seen nothing but games going for that for the past three years now? Yeah, we have. So it's like either no one's done it who actually knows what they're doing, or we don't actually want that because n- nobody's really said that any of these is the new Final Fantasy Tactics, right? Fell seal. Fell seal. You're right. That's the one. <sighs> but that if that's the might... case, then we don't need a new one. We have it, right? I don't know. I, I feel weird yeah, about that. I feel like, like the artwork and the disparity between the different types of artwork scares people away from Felsiel. Yep. I'd agree with that, but I didn't want to go there today. I was going to give it a rest. <laughs> Does Felsiel have a really weird art design? Yeah, and like... It's a very indie art look. It's a, a less clean, just kind of a squiggly doodly, not squiggly doodly. And there's but, kind of like three different art yeah. styles. The portraits versus the in-game art are very different looking. Um, uh, kind of a Final Fantasy VII effect, I guess. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. <laughs> I see. Well, I, I guess we'll see. It, it, I, I'm, um, I don't want to say the words I'm about to say, but I'm going to say them because I think it's what people use to express their feelings. And then I want you to correct me to what it should be. The art style looks cheap slash amateur. I think it looks disjointed more than cheap or amateur. Like the base, the, the art style, the characters in games looks like, you know, your artist friend in high school. But I don't know that that's a fair statement. So I want to say that I don't stand by that statement, but I made it, and I understand that I need education. <laughs> and, I mean, I I can get past a crappy art style if a game is good fundamentally. And from what Anna said, the game was really good, and it's like on my list of stuff to play, pro- probably after I finish Bravely Default. Well, we'll and see. I mean, I think it kind of also harkens back to that conversation we were having about accessibility, because you can tweak the difficulty in any way that you want. So, like, I've mm. talked about turning off swimming before, but I think I also, 
I, I actually made it harder for me because I turned on the ability for enemies to use items. Oh. And yeah, so, that like, can get hard. When um, enemies die, there was a chance that another enemy on the battlefield would use a phoenix down and resurrect them. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. And yeah, um, I haven't even booted up the triangle strategy uh, demo yet. I'm well, that's curious right. that about that demo's it. out, isn't it? Yep. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, there's a survey that you can fill out for it now. Yeah. And we know that team... So, is this the same team that made the Bravely and the Octopath, or are they different teams? Um, I'm so confused. Yeah, like, I'm between Bravely Default well. and Octopath... They're and... sort of different teams. Okay. They use... Sort of contracted developers part of it. So oh. I think Bravely Default to I'm trying to remember what the name of Bravely Second. That no Bravely Default two. two has oh, a specific development team name that I'm trying to remember the name of. Uh, Craytech Works. So it's it's sort of Square Enix plus another I studio. A, I need an Excel table that explains who's involved with each of the games. Broken down with different columns or, or I mean, rows of like we're, this. These are the producer. This is the director. This is this dev team. This is the art team. We're kind of at the point where a lot of things that Square Enix makes aren't made internally anymore. Yeah, I mean, but they may share certain internal assets. So you might see the influence of one person on multiple games, right? Even though they were developed by different studios, right? That's the part I want the breakdown of. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it's the Octopath people that are th- hedging yeah. most of this. Okay. Yeah, this 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 one's the Octopath. So it's you. It's using the sort of HD 2D or whatever they called it <laughs> graphics engine. I hate that name. <laughs> yeah. But then again, Square Enix and names—they're just yeah. <laughs> they're so special at that. But yeah. Yeah, we're gonna the, talk the, about the, that. The, <laughs> yeah, oh, there. lovely. The, the main those. Square Enix. People for Bravely are, are largely different from Octopath. I think there's there's one sort of producer that's been on both of them. All right. But, uh, yeah, he's the main sort of link between them. He's kind of a link to the, the past game. Groan. <laughs> Carrying on. Uh, I roll. <laughs> um, we have a new question of the week. Um, what's your favorite Pokemon memory? Because it's the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. Happy anniversary! Oh, that happened this week. We're going to talk more about Pokemon in the news. Yeah. Celebrate Um, the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. We get a 15th anniversary game. What? Kind of, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I've I've been living and breathing Pokemon all week because of the backtrack I recorded on Wednesday, which just released today. What was it about? Celebration. Pokemon. Uh, was it about Pokemon? Pokemon. Who knew? <laughs> I, I almost got sarcastic and said Sonic Chronicles, but that's next show. <gasps> oh, really? Okay, cool. <laughs> hey, to to appreciate bad or good games, sometimes you got to talk about bad games, it and was that's so going to be and then a, the music inter- happened and other things happened. And... Um, is Sonic Chronicles oh. the one that introduces Shadow the Hedgehog? No. No, Sonic That's Chronicles Sonic is the Bioware developed RPG. Bioware um, made a yes. Sonic game. Yes. What? Yes. yes. <laughs> but then they lost the rights to the music they were going to have, or something. Oh, Things. Sh- Anna, watch the sh- we'll, listen to we'll, the show. Listen okay. to yeah. the show. We'll, we'll get into. <laughs> um, it. Looking forward to it. 
it's going to be an inter- that's going to be a very entertaining episode because that game is a mire of problems. <laughs> but we're not going to burn material here. We're going to talk about Pokemon, your favorite Pokemon memory. Yes. But before um, that, we got editorial content. Yes. Uh Ease 9 review from our very own Josh Carpenter. Um, spoiler alert, he really liked it. Surprise, Has he surprise. Has carpented jo- anything? It, it, I'm taking issue with Josh's name. I'm right. I'm are, you out actually a, are you actually a privateer? No, but that's not my name either. I, wouldn't it be like a variation of privateer? No, my name is from Italy, not from France. Okay. And it's spelled different. Okay. And it used to end with an A. (laughs) All sorts of things went wrong. (laughs) Yeah, so his family, when they moved to the U.S., um, decided to change to privateer. Well, some of them did. It depends on which ones when they came over. We've seen both. More French. (laughs) Yeah. Because guess what? They didn't like Italians in this country at the time. Not that they like French in this country ever. So I don't know what the what was the point Uh, of that. I don't want to get into that. I want to get into Josh liking a Falcom game. Surprise, surprise. No. Um, I I say that sarcastically. He's still kind of lukewarm on Trails 4. Mm. But I don't blame him. I I had a hard time with that one, too. But East 9, Monstrum Knox, he gave it a 4 out of 5. Top Knox action... Top-notch action combat, a killer soundtrack for the boss fights, and you can agree with this, Anna, running up walls never gets old. It never gets old. Unless there's a, a ledge on the cliff. <sighs> yeah. Um, negatives where visuals have too many rough spots and the story could have used more voice acting, which I agree. Yeah, I mean, there are some points where you are in the story where, like, there will just be a little bit of, um, I don't yeah. know. Really? And it's like, yeah. why weren't these lines fully voiced? It's just weird that they're... it. Yeah. Budget. Especially as you get closer to the end of the game. Yeah, that's, how, Fal- that's how Falcom saves budget, basically. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I hate it. I do too, but there's nothing you can do other than throw more money at them. Mm. Support Falcom. Um, we've got a Kowloon High School Chronicle review from Paul Scarelli. Screlly. 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 I had to like practice um, one night over and over again because I ended up narrating a couple of his reviews for the YouTube channel. Okay. I, like, had to get on, I had to get on Discord with him. I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to say your name over and over again until I get it right. So this was that game that we were making fun of the intro because it was Cowboy Bebop. Yes. Yes. Um, interestingly good. enough, Paul liked it. He gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Said that it has an inventive and offbeat story and a colorful class of cast of classmates, but the item management hasn't aged well. Um, the systems aren't explained well, and the boss battles are poorly balanced. So I guess mm. try at your own risk. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we've got a Persona 5 Strikers video f- review from our very own... Did you narrate this one, Anna, or was this all Alex? All Alex. Okay, I didn't get a chance to watch this one yet, but you can listen to Alex's opinion on Persona 5 Strikers, which I imagine were very positive. Yes. 
David they are very much the same as the text five? review. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Excellent. And then uh, not so much liked by Alex is the Fallen Legion Revenant's Deep Look, which means that you were going to review it, but you couldn't finish it. I yep. mean, there are deep looks we do for a variety of reasons. If a game is okay. unplayable, like buggy broken to the point we can't finish it, that's a really good example of a reason why we would. Yeah. Deep looks are basically we've played enough format opinion, but it's not eligible for a score for whatever reason. I so, see. I mean, in the case of. So, that includes things like DLC, which usually will be completed. But just because it's DLC, we can't really. There's not really much point giving it a score. So. I, I see. But yeah, you, like you said before, you had problems with this game, particularly yep. the balance. Oh, that's a shame. It looks so interesting. And that is all the editorials. All right. News. News. Like a snake eating its own tail, World of Warcraft Classic Burning Crusade expansion coming this year. Pretty soon. World of Warcraft Classic Shadowlands. That's going to be like 10 years from now, dude. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited about this news because it confirms at some point we will probably get Wrath Classic, which I'm down for. Yeah, okay. I mean, I I uh, I know we had a bad time with Classic when we played it over Thanksgiving, but I think we could all probably slap down for Lich King Classic to get characters up to speed and play it. See, I'll probably end up starting at the very end of Burning Crusade when they did the Isle of Kildanas because um, that was the dailies that kind of made me a lot of money. So That's when and, I started playing money. WoW. Yeah. So whenever they announce Wrath Classic, it's like, okay, I'm booting up uh, Burning Crusade Classic and going to go through that. And I, the way that they're going to have your characters progress in this is interesting and in that you get to pick whether or not you decided to go into the burning crusade era or stay in classic and it is a permanent choice but they also give you the opportunity to copy your character so that you can have your cake and eat it too but for a cost and then there's also an option to create boosted level 58 characters for people that just want to do uh burning crusade yeah, that'll cost um, money though yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it's interesting seeing how they're tackling this whole classic thing. Um, for me, Burning Crusade is a lot better than classic, but just wasn't quite there yet. Too many poop quests. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, truth be told, you said that we had a bad time with classic. I don't want to say. I didn't feel like I had a bad time because I was playing with you guys. It was more, it got old quick. The old, the archaic stuff. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I had been playing with you guys, I was I would have had an awful time. But because I was playing with you guys and laughing along with you and suffering along with you, it was a blast. And <laughs> I definitely wanted to <laughs> I, I definitely want to do it again at some point, but in an expansion that I actually liked. Yes. Um, 
But that is that you can read more about that on the site. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 delayed and Hard Suit Labs is no longer developing. So, so yeah, it was. This was uh, coming a mile away. So we've kind of slowly been covering the stories about all of the key personnel that were working on this have been slowly but surely departing. And yeah, I'm just I'm bummed because I liked Bloodlines, but. It is an extremely difficult game to go back to, even with some of the um, user-made balance patches and stability patches. And so I was like, I really want to play the second game. And now I'm sad because I won't be able to. Yeah, COVID hit them hard, I imagine. Well, it says in the story that COVID hit, hit them hard, but yeah. So good luck to them. Hopefully we'll see a game at some point. Um, Void Terrarium... Uh, Plus Plus has been announced and is set for May, or announced for the West, rather, and is set for May. This is the Rogue version of the Void series, and it's coming to PlayStation 5 in North America and Europe um, uh, May 18th, 2021. And uh, NIS online store has a collector's edition that includes the game, five art cards, an autographed sketch, and a collector's box. box. No... Uh, enable pens. I am sad. Oh, I'm sorry. How would you live, Kelly? I know, right? <laughs> um, and, and other sad news: Anthem development has been canceled. Bioware <laughs> has just pretty much. Speaking given of, up. we could see this coming a mile away. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Given you're up right. <laughs> on all long-term uh, uh, development on Anthem, and the game will remain in service in its current state. And they're, right now they're working on Mass Effect and Dragon Age projects, and as well as the older public. So, um, F in chat to Anthem. Uh, you only say F for things you care about. Ooh, okay. Chris. No? Oh, Brutal. All right. Uh, um, what well, else got uh uh, we also got Caligula Effect 2 Western release announced. This is the sequel to the original Caligula Effect that released a while back. Um, set to come to PS4 and Switch in fall 2021. And we've got a limited edition on the NIS store for 100 bucks. Limited With the limited edition, you'll get a physical copy of the Caligula Effect 2, a hardcover art book, to this soundtrack, um, a digital download with three exclusive tracks, a school school bag, a student ID, and a collector's box, and no enamel pens! So, Dang it! The age of the enamel pin has ended, Kelly. I guess so. I I am torn on this, because here here's kind of where I'm at. Caligula Effect Overdose is the game that I have. And I feel like it's uh, okay um, in that I feel like if they had a second game, they could they would hopefully learn from their mistakes and and just you know tighten up the graphics on level three sort of deal. But I'm not convinced with the information that I have now that I want to throw down a hundred bucks on it. Why would you throw down a yeah. hundred bucks? Because there's only a collector's what, edition. Why Why would you buy a collector's edition for a game whose first one you were like, eh. so she can resell it? No, it's just. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a regular edition. Oh, uh, what? And he, 
Oh, you mean physically? And you don't want to buy it digitally. You don't okay. want to buy it digitally because, because if it sucks, then I can't resell oh, it. I didn't think of it that way. So wow. I'm kind of All like right. rock in a hard place here. I guess just wait for a super sale for the digital version because the NIS stuff goes on sale all the time. Yeah, that's true. I'll take the soup, please. You can have the sale. Um, Not soup or sale. Super sale. Oh, that's like when I bought... See, when I was in Perkins as a kid with my sister, the lady came up and said, would you like super salad? And I said, yes, please. Because I thought it was going to be a giant (laughs) salad in a bread bowl. I was wrong. It was soup or salad? You're a dark. So now I now I hear this and I my brain deconnects it like because I don't want to sit, do that wrong again, but I still did it wrong. I not related to salads, but when my husband was getting his wisdom teeth out and they were calling my name to go pick him up, thanks I kept hearing Mark Striver, Mark Striver. And I'm like, who the hell is Mark Striver? And then they started Mark saying my driver. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I felt like a dumbass. But to be fair, she was with Bing too. So um, we had a PlayStation. What are they called? PlayStation State of Plays. State of um, Play. Yes. What? Yeah, I'm I, still confused about what everything that happened in this State of Play. <laughs> okay. I'm confused about Square Enix, Anna. It's just game announcements. So, Mm. the news that I got excited and simultaneously mad about is the PS5 Final Fantasy VII Remake PS5 version was announced along with a couple of mobile titles. Mm -hmm. Now, the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to have updated graphics... It's going to be dubbed Remake Intergrade and includes a new story episode Remake involving defeats. What does that mean? Um, I, it's Square's dumb naming. Intergrade? Intergrade. Intergrade what? Like, oh, that's the name of interval, it? Interval, but instead of a vol at the end, Oh, that's the name of the DLC? The yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a one oh, shot with Yuffie gosh. in it. And it basically Yuffie? catches up what, uh, I don't know. It's Japanese. It'd be Yuffie. Okay. I'm pretty sure she's yeah. Okay. It catches up um, what she's she... doing during the first episode remake. I'm going to call her Yuffie, though. She's such a yuppie. Oh. Yuppie oh, the yuppie. Okay. Okay, Titus. Oh, you're right. Uh, it's Titus. Yeah. Deal with it. Um, People get so mad about calling him Titus. I will never! <laughs> I, I don't care. But yeah, the new chapter sees Yuffie attempting to infiltrate Shinra to steal a powerful materia. And the enhanced version is going to also include a um, normal classic difficulty option and a photo mode which looked really freaking cool to me. It's like the photo mode in some of the newer Mario games where you can like swing the camera around the models and stuff. Can you explain, I'm sorry, can you explain the difficulty thing to me? Um, I guess in the original game there was easy mode, normal was, mode. The original remake? In the, in the original okay. remake, there was yes, there was easy classic. Mode. classic oh god, that has a different meaning now this week. Oh god! All right. Oh no, sorry. there was there was there was classic easy and normal. Classic was the turn-based mode, but it was basically equivalent to easy. Oh, so they're so going to they make base, a classic base, normal so that you can yeah. play on the higher difficulty but have more turn-based style combat. Oh. Yeah. But it's not really turn-based, right? 
Uh, the turn-based one is sort of, I think. Sort of, okay. I never played that Are they going to patch much, that so. back to the PS4 version? They haven't... Or is that part of the DLC? That's part of the I think PS5 it's part version. of the yeah, integrated version. Oh, so. gosh. I assume so, not. So you, oh, God. All right, well, and then... If, it's okay. They're going to give me the game free on PS Plus, right? So yeah. here's the catch. For uh, March, the PlayStation 7 remake is free. But Final Fantasy Fantasy 7 remake. Yes. But. You said the PlayStation 7 remake. er, Right. I'm sorry. So Final Fantasy 7 remake on PS4 is free. But that free PS4 version will not receive the upgrade to the PS5 version. What? What? Whereas if you have a purchased copy of the Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS4, you do get the free upgrade to PlayStation 5. Okay. And your save file carries over. Would it not Not all games let you carry over your save file. You have to actually do it. They'll add a patch for the PS4 version that gives you a transfer option to PS5. Yes. Okay. And this was why Kelly bought a new TV this week. Because by, Ju- by June, I want to have a PS5 to be able to play this. Again. Again. With better graphics. Slightly better graphics on level 3. And Yuffie. Yeah. And Yuffie. And, and Yuffie. harder classic mode. And the but, photo mode. And the but, photo mode. But, right. That I cut you off during. Yeah. What was cool about the photo mode? I'm sorry. You you can uh, swing the camera around the character models for the photo mode, which is is really cool. Okay. Most most photo modes you can't really do that. It just I like it when you have a photo mode that lets you you play around. I have a I know a photo mode where you can't do that, and I was just complaining about it with Anna. It's the Ryza. (laughs) Yeah, Breath of the Wild is the same way. It's just a snapshot. Yeah. A photo mode where you can pose the models is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, my goal is to have a PS5 by June. Hopefully they won't be hard to find by then. And it's not just for this, it's also for Ratchet and Clank. And, ha- you know, the nice thing about the PS5 is that it's backwards compatible. So, you know, I'll still be able to play my PS4 games. So it's a little more of an upgrade. But that's my plan. And my TV comes tomorrow. So there's that. Um, there were other announcements, mobile titles announced. The first one being Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier, which is going to be an online battle royale game set before the events of Final Fantasy VII. You're going to be a soldier candidate, and it's for iOS and Android. What? what does yeah, that mean? like. Like, is it a free to play garbage game? It is free to play. That's confirmed, but why can't yeah. anybody it, release good quality games on iOS and Android? Games? Well, uh, news, Chris. they're also oh. they're also going to have Ever Crisis, which is a single player title that covers the events of the entire compilation of Final Ever Fantasy Crisis. VII. Including... Is this like before Crisis? No, no but it will include it, before it, Crisis. It's it's all the crisis, all the yeah. crises. <laughs> oh all no, the crisis. is this a crossover with DC Universe? So it's got. <laughs> BC, CC, and DC in it. Oh, goodness. Is ACDC in there? No. Oh. <sighs> okay. So Final so Fantasy VII Thunderstruck. It's going to have. Ah, Chris. You want let it. Let me break it down. All right. It's got the original Final Fantasy VII. 
it's going to have Advent Children, which was what? just a movie, so they're going to adapt that into a game. What? Before Crisis, which was the mobile title um, that was pre-iPhone. That was the Jap- that Japan-only the one. Yep. Yeah. It was on and then crappy Crisis phones. Core, <laughs> Crisis Core, which has Zach, and then Dirge of Cerberus, <laughs> which... <laughs> That's the one with Zach. We... Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing notable. It's got Zach. <laughs> It also Dirge has the slot Cerberus. machine system. Uh, and then Dirge of Cerberus. With Vincent. Now, like, now ladies and gentlemen. Trailer, Chris! Ladies and stop gentlemen, it! Ladies and gentlemen, I played Dirge of Cerberus on the PlayStation 2 with a mouse and keyboard. I did my best to like that game. That game should not have a remake, nor even an acknowledgement of its existence at this point. Why are they doing this me, to us? Well... Chris, let me talk, okay? You keep cutting me off, and I'm trying to explain this. So the trailer showed the Final Fantasy VII portion of this game, and it, to me, it looks like an up version of the original game. They it put it in the, the Final exact Fantasy same XV engine. Yeah, to yeah. me, it looks like Final Fantasy XV Pocket. Yeah. Yeah. So, And then they showed Battle, hope- but it looked like the remake. Oh my god, Chris. Shut up. What I'm hoping happens with this game is that it's going to be just the entire compilation of Final Fantasy VII and this engine that's making it look like the original game. So you're not going to have the shooty-shooty gameplay of um, Dirge of Cerberus. You're not going to have the the slot machine and and not before Crisis Crisis Core. It's just going to be... Basically, what Anna said, playing out the story of the entire compilation, but like how Final Fantasy XV did it, where it's chapters. Except the only battle footage we have doesn't look like, or it looks like remake. I'm very confused. Well, yeah, it's so it's just adapted for mobile, so it looks yeah, it looks quite fairly like mobile RPGs have gone recently. I I, yeah. I will I will give them props for having three different displays of the characters in this trailer. We have the portrait artwork. We have the over like when you're moving through the overworld um, character models that look kind of chibi, like they're upres from Final Fantasy VII original. And then you mm-hmm. have in battle where that looks like the sexy Advent Children models. So yeah. like, well done. You got to have your three different models of your characters to to be a Final Fantasy VII game. Apparently, <laughs> that's part of the the contract. But they didn't really show what that game is. Well, and I have well, concerns. Well, <laughs> but then I again, I have concerns way... about remake, and apparently it's great. So whatever. Well, I, I mean, they... go ahead, go ahead, Alex. Sorry. Well, for a start, Ever Crisis isn't out until next year anyway. Yeah. And it's probably going to be a lot like Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition was. It's going to be a free to play, but that probably means it's just going to get released. Did in they say chapters. it was free to play? I thought they said yeah. it was just. Episodic. That didn't mean free to play. Oh, no, oh. It, it's free. It's free to download. Which the same actually applies to Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition. You just okay. buy all the individual chapters or just the whole thing at once. So it's pretty much guaranteed to be like that. And it's yeah, it's just going to be free to download the first chapter and then buy everything else. Okay, that's fine. So free and demo. It, <laughs> if it has if it has that model, then I will play this either on mobile or. What people are open for, what I'm open for, is a Switch port. At the same time, I found myself getting kind of upset when I saw the uh, footage 
of the original Final Fantasy VII stuff because I was like, you know, when they were talking about a Final Fantasy VII remake, this right this here is what, is what I wanted the the yeah. entire time. Yeah. So I I think you I, should a, before you get too upset, wait till you see what the battle system is. Because yeah, I, I mean, unless all you wanted was to run around the map in the thing that looked like the old game and you didn't care about the battle system. But for me, the remake I wanted had the turn-based traditional battle system, but whatever. I mean, wait and see. I'm, if it's just like how or final fantasy 15 pocket and how Anna said it was, then I'm down for it. Cause the only thing that kept me from 15 pocket was I didn't like the art style and I just played their actual game. What I think is so. interesting is like if this is on mobile and they're going to go with like the remake style battle system and have all the action and pretty graphics, um, they could potentially make it look better on phones than on the Switch because the phones have progressed much further than the Switch's graphics power. But generally developers don't actually take advantage of that, so I'm wondering what they'll do here. Because they could if they uh- wanted to, but... Hmm. I'm curious, but you'd have to play with your phone plugged if, in, but still. Yeah. <laughs> and I I wouldn't be surprised if they did were hoping for a Switch version just because like what the Switch version of 15 Pocket is 30 bucks. It t- took a while to come out though, so don't yeah, don't I, expect I, it I sus- soon. Yeah, I suspect it's more cuz the phones work better with that sort of chapter-based release system. Right. Well, and I yeah, it was thirty bucks when it came out, but it had a crazy discount at launch. Like I think it was twenty dollars if you bought it at launch, and it's gone on sale between ten and fifteen dollars a couple times. Yeah, so we'll see. I've got a wait and see approach. I'm I'm optimistic. That's for sure. Is is so instead of re-releasing Final Fantasy One, are we now just Square Enix is just remaking Final Fantasy Seven? Have we gone? Yeah. From Square Enix refusing to remake Final Fantasy VII in any way, shape, or form over repeated years, repeated cries of anguish from the fans, to now doing nothing but remaking Final Fantasy VII again and again and again. And we will have to then employ new fan campaigns to get them to make a new game. Well, once you've started, you've got to go. <laughs> you just can't <laughs> stop remaking Seven. Look at all the ideas and, we have and, for remaking. Let's put it on another platform with a whole new remake. And Chris, they're remaking a new game. Oh, yeah? They're making a Wait, new what? game. They're remaking a new game? No. They're remaking no, games no. that haven't come out yet? No. 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 They're making Final Fantasy 16. Um, my question is, where the hell is uh, remake part two? But I guess this is funding remake part two. Are you giving us something to do? Remake part one should fund remake, remake part, part two. two. Uh, I think it uh, has. It's, so, just, it's just the usual problem. Nomura's not got uh, 50 projects going on at the once, so he needed to create some. Yeah. yeah. Well, didn't Nomura also say this week that he's not on remake two anymore? Didn't they take him off he, remake one? No, he was on remake one. He was co-director on remake one. He's, I think the person he was co-directing with is now the full director, and Nomura's basically in charge of all the Final Fantasy VII remake projects. Do you think okay. maybe they're going to do a third Final Fantasy VII remake just for Nomura, and they'll call it Belt Edition? <laughs> That's what I think. I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, do we want more news that has pissed off the internet apparently this oh, week? Oh, yes. So, <laughs> new Pokemon titles announced. It, this is a surprise to no one because of the, fifth, the 25th anniversary. Well, and like um, half of these well, titles so, got leaked like wait, three years what, ago. What's, why would we be upset about new Pokemon titles? <laughs> well, well, we get into it. <laughs> So Have you met first Pokemon thing, fans yeah, really. <laughs> uh, look, I'm I'm not saying all Pokemon fans, but I am saying Hashtag, a whole look, lot of them. Not all Pokemon look, fans. Look, as as a huge Pokemon fan, I apologize that my brethren are whiny entitled assholes. Oh, We're no. not all like that. I'm certainly not like that, but oh, they're there okay. and just ignore them. Um, the first thing that, well, the first thing that they did was they had a, like a huge, cool uh, montage of everything Pokemon the past 25 years. That montage made me legitimately emotional. Like that was a wild it, ride. I, I was, I got kind of teary eyed too, but I also noticed something watching it again this morning. They There's... didn't acknowledge the game, the game two titles at all. Nope. Really? Yeah. Go back and wow. watch it. Wow, you're right. There was no oh, XD. They acknowledged Stadium, but the GameCube ones weren't there. And it's like, oh, that's sad. I like the GameCube XD ones, and I'm the was only one. so good. Yeah. I loved Coliseum and XD. But it, anyway, that, that was that. And then they went into more stuff with Pokemon Snap, which I am dying to play. Oh, it looks so and then, good. And then what everyone wanted, apparently, but it still pissed people off, is we're getting uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl remakes of the fourth generation titles, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. That seems good. Why are people upset? Then they announced Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is like a new experimental game that's going to be a full 3D open world. It takes place in the past, um, and you're going out to create the region's first Pokedex. So I think part of the reason this made people upset is people in general, like gamers in general, top level gamers, top level gamers, like people that just play games and don't really pay attention to a ton of news or like how the industry works. So mm. people that are people who play games, filthy casuals, aren't. no, anyways, people that are not hardcore enthusiasts, um, they did not do themselves any favor because they were like, oh, yeah, this game is made by the people who made Pokemon Home. And it's like, great. That's a pedigree that I definitely don't want associated with the game, except it's yeah. also the people that made a whole bunch of other cool games. Oh, they didn't say any of those names, though. Yeah, no. just, just to clarify, that company's the one that's doing the remakes, not the Pokemon Legends. Oh, okay. Pokemon Legends, Pokemon Legends is all Game Freak. It's remakes. I have questions. Yes. This game was labeled by the guy's mouth as an action RPG. The only action elements I saw in that game was a person poking around in their flip flops and tossing a Pokeball at some creatures, and then not even having to see if they actually got successfully caught. Then we cut to another scene where we see some Pokemon fighting, but no HUD on elements on the screen. And then another scene where we see HUD elements where they're hovering over between four attack options for your Pokemon, looking at an enemy Pokemon. And it is very clearly a turn-based menu where you choose which attack you want to happen next. 
where is the action RPG? And what are you doing in this game? Chris, that's why it's called a teaser trailer. I imagine that this game is very early in development and they haven't figured that stuff out yet. Well, it's next year. I suspect it's really not an action RPG and it was more... I think that was designed as reference to more to adventure games rather than action RPG because you are doing... The press release involves stuff descriptions like you're doing things like sneaking up on Pokemon to try and throw a Pokeball at them. You're supposed to be watching sort of their behavior and following that as to when you sneak up on them to to capture them. So Yeah, it, I mean it's I definitely think... not the combat definitely doesn't doesn't look RPG from the screenshots and things like that. So. I, I think the term that they were looking for was open world RPG. Yeah. And not action RPG. By the way, Bleach in our chat said, I had the wildest thing happen to me last week. I was in my car after grocery shopping and lost a clip for my mask. In my search for it, I ended up pulling out Pokemon Diamond DS in the center part of my car by the emergency rate. Okay. A week later, boom, remake. Thank you. Please, can, you, Bleach, can you lose a couple of more games down there, like yeah. Pokemon Conquest? Because I would love to see a remake of that. I like the cause and effect on that one. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought they were remaking at the beginning of that trailer, to be honest. Oh, it's so funny. It's one of the games that I don't own in the core series. The file said it was last played December 31st, 2012 for only two minutes. Lol. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I remember playing Diamond and Pearl, but only vaguely. <coughs> I don't on, think I on. finished it. Did he say th- this wasn't even his copy? It was someone else's copy? It was a used car or something? Who knows? Oh. Not enough information. Okay. Well, my favorite bit about these two announcements was the image that said, uh, do you want to play the Pokemon that looks like Zelda or the Pokemon that looks like Zelda? And compared both <laughs> Pokemon games to Breath of the Wild and um, Link's Awakening, or Link's Awakening, which so that's funny, can we talk but... Diamond Pearl remake or Brilliant Pearl and Shining Diamond or whatever it is? Um, even though Brilliance is a diamond turn, whatever. Um, yeah, it's the way around. Oh, okay. They should have like the four qual, the four C's for the diamonds. And okay, anyway. Those look good. Those look like the original game to me. It looks like, hey, we took the game, we just made it modern, we probably put in a few quality of life features, it's the same game, you should be happy. Why are people mad? Because people jerks. It looks stupid. How? It looks like the old game, but now 3D. I know, that's why I'm like, like, what do you want? This is so awesome looking. They don't want awkward chibi 3D models, I guess. It doesn't work in 3D. Is Is this what I'm getting? out of this like people can't handle chibi 3d 3D chibi they probably they probably wanted sword and shield level graphics and are disappointed and these are probably the same idiots that didn't want to play sword and shield because of the national pokedex controversy so so you know pokemon fans are never satisfied can't they just go play the, the temtem game and leave us alone then yeah that's what i hope for too but I am personally excited. I can't wait for both of these, but especially uh, the the Sinnoh remakes. Yeah, I mean, I mean that was for, for me that was kind of a low point in the series because they were. It seemed like in that one they were more interested in kind of like doing DS features and not really advancing the gameplay itself. And 
you know, having some of the quality of life stuff from the later games like the EXP share and um, being able to access the box anywhere. I can't wait for these two. Yeah, I mean, for me, it, it'll be almost a new game because I, I sincerely don't remember how far I got in Diamond and Pearl. What was the third one? Emerald? No. Um, Platinum. Platinum, yeah. I think I beat Pearl or Diamond, whichever one, and then started Platinum and never finished it. That was the one that had the weird upside-down world, right? So Yeah. I never got to that. And then the, the the other thing people got excited for is be like, hey, hey this means uh, Gen 5 is next. Which, that's going to be weird, because that was the first one that was um, a generation on the same system. Nobody knows what I'm talking about? Nope. So, Red and Blue was on the Game Boy... Uh, Gold and Silver was on the Game Boy Color, Ruby and Sapphire was on the Game Boy Advance, and both Diamond and Pearl and Black and White were on the original DS. So it was the first time a generation had showed up on a system twice. Now I mean, am I making two, two generations yeah. on the same system? Yeah, two de- generations on the same system. Two generations, one DS. Chris yeah. Now. So well, we'll see. I can't wait. I, I'm going to be excited for more news about this. Um, and then, yeah, they also announced like Pokemon celebrations all over on all the different mobile games and stuff. Like Go, I think, is going to have Kanto uh, people in it or Kanto Pokemon in it. So, yeah, um, that's your Pokemon news. Now back, to the, now, back to the Sony news, Kena Bridge of Spirits is launching in August. And this is the game developed by Ember Lab and announced for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, um, as well as PC and the Epic Game Store. Um, this is... Uh, they showed a trailer for it during the State of Play. It is set in a fantasy world with players controlling Kenna, a spirit guide looking for information about the demise of her village and it looks like kind of a big action RPG don't know if we have any opinions on this game it looks neat yes it um, <clears throat> near replicant version point one two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine dot 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 oh, God. En- English damn. voice cast revealed yeah uh, it got Ray Chase playing the adult protagonist and Zach Aguilar playing the young pro- protagonist. Liam O'Brien is playing Grimoire Weiss in the book. Laura Bailey is playing Ka- Kaine. I can't pronounce that. Kaine. Kaine. Um, Julianne Taylor is playing Emil and Eden Regal is playing Devola slash Popola. So yeah, this is the remaster of the first Nier game and the Nier game that we didn't get in the U.S., which was uh, Nier Replicant. We got stalled. And I'm just watching that little voice cast trailer. I'm excited about this particularly with the voice cast, and I didn't realize that some like characters like uh, Liam O'Brien's character were the original voice actor in the uh, Xbox slash PlayStation game. Oh, 
Yeah. Good to know. I wasn't aware of that. I think Josh is the near fan, isn't he? I, I don't thought, know. I thought Alex they don't was. know for sure. I've only played Automata. Oh, okay. Okay. Mac, Mac yes, was a big that, fan. Oh, right. But yeah, this game is coming out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in Japan on April 22nd, 2021, and in North America and Europe on April 23rd. So we can check that out. And we've got Kickstarter check-ins for the Amazing American Circus and Sky Climbers. Um, Amazing American Circus is a deck-building RPG where you're playing circus people engaging in duels against the audiences they put on performances. What? And the art style, yeah, the art style has a very Monty Python look to it. Okay. They are looking for ten thousand euros in funding by March eleventh. Um, those who pledge at least twenty euros will receive a digital of the game as their bagger rewards and then we've also got sky clamors or sky climbers which is built as a multiplayer city building rpg um it's gonna have an open world like breath of the wild minecraft and pokemon wait procedurally generated open world like pokemon pokemon had a procedurally generated world um yeah i don't know one what oh yeah that, that's a the, weird sentence start that again Read, read, the the full, read the full sentence and try again. The game takes place in a procedurally generated open world with Breath of the Wild, Minecraft, Pokemon, and Northgard listed as inspirations. There okay, my yeah. bad. I read that weird. Um, <laughs> they, they are looking for a um, $25,000 as a funding goal and is set to run until March 11th, and those who pledge at least $30 will receive a digital copy of the game. So that's that too, and that is all of the news. Are we ready? We are ready for briefs, Kelly. Carry us on. Woo! Brief, 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 brief. That's a brief. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Let's not put oh, in charge of any more no, dances. No more brief dances. I, I got distracted because you were making that noise just as one of my cats was throwing up. So it was the exact same sound. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. It's you. okay. Um, isometric roguelike Dandy Ace announced. This is by publisher NeoWiz Neo and Mad Mimic. And this is a new roguelike action RPG that will be releasing on PC via Steam. There's also a demo available on Steam's page. And Dandy Ace follows a magician that is hunting a green-eyed illusionist named Lele, who has imprisoned him in a cursed mirror. And this game looks very Hades, and I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Hades clones. You've got Karma Chapter 1 launching in spring. Um, this is a game that takes place in a medieval fantasy setting and follows a man whose village was attacked and parents were killed when he was a young boy. Uh just says that the game is coming out this spring and that's it and available for PC via Steam. Um, we've got an early access roadmap for Everspace 2. This is by Rockfish Games. Uh, we've got the image of this roadmap on the site that you can check that out. And Everspace 2 is a follow-up to the original game Everspace. Uh, 
and it underwent a successful Kickstarter crowdfunding campaign. So you can check that out. Um, now, Yutino Kiseki, uh, Japanese PS4 release date, has announced this is the action RPG game that's in the Kiseki universe. Mm. Yeah, this uh, is the PSP one, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gonna have 60 FPS support and a new new character illustrations. And this game takes place around Remnant Island on a world known as Lost Heaven. Um, I think I think Josh said that this was a game that they were developing separately and they just slapped the Kaseki name on it. Yeah, it's not very tied to the actual universe. Okay. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think think that he said it was more Zvi than anything else. Yeah, yeah, but it's got a Japanese release date, whereas in the story June 24th, and hopefully they will bring it over here because Josh said it was a pretty decent game. Yeah, I mean, um, so there we I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, but there is another online games event on March 4th, so next Thursday. Um oh, the oh. new Game Plus Expo. And so NIS America always shows there. Last year they had a couple of big announcements I want to say. So, yeah. I would stay tuned to that to see if any stuff comes out of that. Yeah, we shall see. Hopefully, we'll get our uh, Crossbell North American announcements. Hey, that's what we need. That's what I want. Um, in the meantime, we got Dungeon Defenders Awakened arriving on Xbox in March. This <sighs> is part of the Tower Defense Action RPG series, and it's going to launch on Xbox One and Series X on March 17th. Uh, yeah, a reboot of co-op tower defense action rpg so you can go yeah but it's coming to a new system now yay um (laughs) pascal's wager pascal's wager pc release is coming in march this is the dark fantasy action rpg that puts players in the role of a courier in a dystopian world that has been encased in a dark fog it is coming to steam on march 12th 2021 and will be $20. And then um, they announced next generation versions of the Mortal Shell game that is an action souls like RPG. And let's see. They announced dedicated PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions of this action RPG. And the versions entitled Mortal Shell Enhanced Edition will launch digitally on March 4th. The Enhanced Edition costs $30, and owners of the PS4 or Xbox One version will be able to upgrade for free. So that's cool. And then finally, we've got a System Shock final demo released. Um, versus being announced um, available on PC via Steam, GOG, and the Epic Game Store. This demo adds the new cyberspace level, and this is a remake of the original System Shock, which was released in 1994. Hasn't this remake been like in development I for feel forever? Like, yeah, I feel like yes. Which is weird uh, because I saw a lot of not just on our social media, but in general, I saw a lot of people going System Shock is getting a remake. So it's okay. weird. There's like a disconnect between the audience for this and the people who actually know about it. Yeah, I mean, it's a fairly small studio that's doing it, so it's been 
fairly quiet in between major updates on it. Is probably why. But that is all of the briefs, and I don't know if my cat's purring is picking up on the mic. It is not. Okay. Now that they're amazing because now that they're done barfing, they feel better. Yeah, I think so. You okay, buddy? Yeah, he's okay. Uh, All right. So briefs. We have new releases coming out this week. What's coming out this week? Um, What am I going to buy? What am I going to buy? So Yakuza Like a Dragon launches on PlayStation 5. Harvest Moon One World hits PlayStation 4 and Switch. Conflict of interest. Me saying that it's coming out is not a conflict of interest. Oh, you're not allowed to announce the release dates of games you're involved with. <laughs> the announcement for the release date was like nine months ago. <laughs> what about you saying it's the best game ever? Is that a conflict of interest? That would be a conflict yes. Of interest. Okay. I don't it would a, also be wrong. I don't give opinions. <laughs> How would you know? You haven't played it. You don't right. like farming games. Listen, Anna. Moving on. You, you guys don't have the pedigree yet. All right. Neptunia Virtual Stars hits PlayStation 4. Everhood arrives on PC and Switch. Mortal Shell, as the news mentioned, uh, comes to has native PS5 and Xbox Series X versions. And Loop Hero hits PC. Which one's Loop Hero? Um, this is a Devolver digital yes, game that they the announced you... as the game of the year 2021. This is the uh, the the Guitar Hero battle system, right? It's uh, it's the one where you put down the world or the dungeons as you go through them. Oh, okay. Got it. And then. Um, if you haven't been checking out the site, we have been doing a new feature through the start of 2021 where we do a new release roundup every week on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. And we talk about what's coming out. We give a little blurby. We give what systems it on, how much is going to cost, a little bit about it so that you know what genre it is. So check out that column as it goes out every Thursday. All right. What are you guys going to be playing this week? Uh, more Monstrum Knox, more Bravely Default. I'm literally you, playing Diablo 3 right now. <laughs> How about you, Alex? Uh, Bravely Default 2 and maybe something else. Haven't decided Ooh, yet. Review game? Maybe. Um, I'm going to be finishing Ease 9, Monstrum Knox. I'm going to be starting Bravely Default 2, and I'm probably going to be playing Persona 5 Strikers offline. Oh my god, I'm Are you going to finish all this games. in one week? You could. I'm you? playing too many. You are. Games. And stop buying games, by the way. <sighs> you're, back, you're failing at backlog. Yeah. Did you my, confess in your my, column? My February backlog column is going to call out my transgressions. Yeah. Great. Right. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. You are very welcome, Ms. Anna Marie. Thanks, Kelly. Yep, no problem. Thank you, Dale North, for the awesome intro and outro music. Woo. Thank you, Forecast, for the encoding. Woo. Thank you, you, the audience. Woo. And uh, we will be back next week with uh, more RPG cast. Where do people send their question of the week stuff oh, to? Oh, right. Right, 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 right. Question of the week. Your favorite Pokemon memory. 
you can email us podcast at rpgamer.com. You can call or text us at 608-729-4098. You can go to rpgamer.com, find the latest RPG cast thread and drop your comment there like Strawberry Eggs, Crawl, Featherhoof, Platyam, and Shaman did. Um, you can tweet at us. We're at rpgamer. We're rpgamer on Facebook too. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me. No, no, at us. At oh, us. At me. At, us. at me, bro. And of course, we stream on the RPT Cast live Saturdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And in fact, we stream on Twitch seven days a week. Different content, different so days, much different streaming people. Now. We have like six different people that end up streaming. RP Gamer only days. took five years to get into the streaming age. <laughs> now we're finally there. We're there. We're there. And um, we, we do keep VODs if you can't uh, check out our stuff live. And you can find those on our YouTube as well, RP Gamer, D-O-T-C-O-M. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time. Yep. Have a good one. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.